0: Off. Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eans. Hey, superachievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Udo Erasmus. Udo is founder of Udo's Choice, and author of the book, Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill. Welcome, Udo. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Hi, glad to be on.
0: Well, before we get into this unique topic, I have not had this one on the show before. Mm -hmm. Can you share a little bit about your background with our listeners?
1: Uh, Yeah, I, I basically started in the Second World War. I was born in 1942 in Poland, which was then part of Germany. And yeah. I was a refugee kid when I was two and a half with the communists chasing us t- with tanks and trucks on dirt roads in horse-drawn hay wagons, all mothers and children, no military presence. And the allies, the good guys, were, sh- were using us as target practice. So we're, oh. we were in between that and this. <laughs> shooting us from planes, right. And then my mother had to leave the road because it was safer to go through the fields as winter, it was really cold. And uh, she had to she had six kids with her, she left four of them behind, because wow. she could only handle two kids going on foot. And so I got left behind. And eventually we got re reunited. Uh, my, my mother's sister went back and hauled us out of the orphanage where we were. And, uh, you know, so as I, uh, my early life was very hectic, hectic. Yeah. And I was very, very shy, withdrawn. I love books because books are safe. And so I did a lot of reading and, you know, and I was interested. And when I was six years old, I said, you know, I, I listened to people argue and we made it out to Germany and adults arguing about things I thought were really trivial. And I said, man, there mm. must be a, there must be a way that people can live together in harmony. And I'm gonna find out how that was that's so that's been basically my been my driver all my life. Wow, so I got into science for that, and I got into uh, biosciences for that, how creatures work and how things work, and then psychology, how thinking works, and then medicine, how health works, but it was only about disease. So I went back into biosciences, ended up in biochemistry and genetics. But I'm most interested in human nature because you know, so health, like total health Mm -hmm. and human nature, because after 200,000 years, we still know how to make a watch better than how to make a human being. (laughs) Yeah. Right? In terms of Mm -hmm. like, how, who are we? What are we? What are the pieces? How do we function? Right? And so to me, that is the most interesting and honestly, the only really important topic on this planet right, is that we come to terms with ourselves.
0: Mm -hmm. Because
1: out of not doing that, we, we, you know, we feel discontent, because we're disconnected from what we are. And out of that discontent comes a lot of activity, a lot of which is destructive. Because discontent will always lead to destructive activity, Mm -hmm. whereas contentment might lead to some constructive activity. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's basically what I do. I, I work, I work in health. I work with oils and, uh, and uh, uh, digestion mostly, because those are the two, ne- like most neglected areas. But my, uh, my biggest interest is human nature.
0: Mm. So, yes, me too. So, yeah, so, I'm, <laughs> so, so we'll I'm, have a fun conversation. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I'm now 74 years into human nature. Wow! Yeah, I I just turned 80 this year, so ah. I'm, just, I'm just getting getting started.
0: Milestone birthday, <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm a bona fide uh, uh, member of the old coots club now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, let's tap into that wisdom and experience, that hard-earned yeah. uh, wisdom and experience. So um, our topic, reframing loneliness.
1: Reframing and loneliness, yeah.
0: Yeah, I know that's, I mean, the loneliness has been a, a big topic the last few years in particular. It's, um, well, it's
1: been a huge topic forever.
0: Forever. But yeah, more of the, the limelight, the media coverage, right, in the last few years. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, because of lockdowns and all of that, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do we need to know?
1: Well, we, I'm an expert on loneliness. I, I remember my highlight of my loneliness experience was I was lying on a lawn on my back in the grass and looking at the a blue sky on a sunny day.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: tears were running down my face. But of course, mm-hmm. when you're on your back, they don't run down your nose. They run yeah. out of the side of your eyes and then down your head. And so I was watering the grass. <laughs> because I felt so lonely. Oh, right? it was like, and, and, the and, but the question that is like, what is lonely? What is actually loneliness? It has to come from, I'm not enough. I need mm. something to complete me. And that's how we talk about it. Yeah. But that's, the, that's also the mistake. Because every human being is born complete. Mm. Right. And the yeah. idea that somebody else will complete me means that I haven't done my homework. Because if I and the homework is the work we do at home. Yes, on ourselves, inside, not in our mind, but in becoming fully present in our space. Mm. Right. And when yeah. I haven't done that homework, then I want somebody else to complete me. And that's going to be, but the truth is what happens is they don't complete me. They just distract me from the homework I need to be doing. And that's the reason why so many relationships don't work. And I can tell you my, my big relationship, (laughs) you know, in, in those days, I saw her and I saw the light and I saw the radiance she had and it's it's like, (laughs) oh my God. Right. And she saw me that way. But she didn't see herself that way. And Mm. I didn't see myself that way. And so then we got together and I expected that my completion and my wholeness and my loneliness would be disappeared by her. Mm. Of course, that doesn't, that's not how it works. And she thought I was going to complete her. And we thought we would have this incredible love relationship but I couldn't get in touch with the love that is the core of that is actually the essence of my being. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't get in touch with the love that is the essence of her being. So then there we were in a relationship that is supposed to be about love. And if neither of the people who are involved in the relationship can find the love within them to bring it into the relationship, where the hell is this love supposed to come from? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happened. <laughs> After <Yeah>. six weeks <laughs> we parted company. Oh. Six not six weeks, six years. Six years wow. and three yeah. children later. You know, wow. company, and that was a like big deal. That was another mm-hmm. big deal. And ultimately I got to the point where it's like, you know, loneliness doesn't come from loneliness is looking for connection. Mm-hmm. But the most important connection. It's not the connection with another person. The most important connection in my life is my connection to my life. Mm. And when I, I that do really. that, and so that that requires some kind of a practice, I call it stillness practice, right? So mm-hmm. you sit down and you close your eyes and you try to get present and you try to you try to go into what does it feel like to be alive? Mm -hmm. Right. We tend not to do that because we're always running away. We're always, our senses will always take us out into the world. Yeah. And that's automatic because it's for survival. Because every time something changes, you got to assess it. Is this friend? Is this foe? Mm -hmm. Do I fight? Do I run? You know, do I embrace it? Or do I ignore it? Because it's not, not really relevant. It's just like the wind blowing through the trees or something. Right. Yeah. And so, and so, um, uh So so we get distracted. And that happened the day we were born. Because mm-hmm. when we in our mother's womb, I call it the Buddha tank, right? <laughs> when we're in our mother's womb. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: If you think about it, there's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. Everything's taken care of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's pretty safe.
0: It's warm.
1: <laughs> it's warm, warm and safe, right? You don't know who you are, you have no language, you have no culture, you don't even know who your mother is. Mm -hmm. But your but your the focus of your awareness is then at rest inside, in its source. And then, and and so you and so you're basically in deep meditation, because you didn't even know there was anywhere else to go. You didn't even know that you could be distracted because you were just, you know, your body was growing, you weren't growing the body, but you were a consciousness in a growing form in a tank filled (laughs) with with water, right? Uh Just hanging out. And sometimes you see the pictures of fetuses, you know, and they they get this little smile on their face, Mm -hmm. you know, but they're not irritated and they don't look bored, even though it must be incredibly boring compared to our addiction to doing things when, you know, how we live our lives. Right. So it must have been incredibly boring. And you spent nine months in that place and you weren't bored. So there must be something there that must be okay. Yeah. And, and you weren't lonely, even though you were alone in the tank and there was nobody to play with, you know, (laughs) so you were alone in the tank with a, with a mother surrounding you. Mm-hmm. That you didn't know, but you weren't lonely because your awareness was present to being present inside of your own being. Mm. So now what we do is, so, the, so we came out, loneliness is one of the symptoms. I have 10 pages of different words that we call our disconnection from ourselves. Oh, wow. And the words depend on what triggered it. So if you don't have somebody to distract you, then you're lonely. Right? Mm -hmm. If, if you had somebody and they dumped you because it didn't work out because you wanted them to fulfill you and they can't do that, then we call it blues. Yeah. Right. But we also call this emptiness and Mm -hmm. restlessness and longing and yearning and striving and we feel it in our chest. It's an uneasy feeling in our chest. It's always the same. Or somebody dies, so then we call it grief or sorrow or sadness. Um, You know, it's like isolated, separated, not enough. You know, just I mean, the words go on and on. And it's the same feeling in the same place, but we call it different things depending on what we distract ourselves into hoping to fulfill our, hoping to be fulfilled. And when and then when that ends, and then whatever triggered us going back to our basic disconnection from us, you know, feeling of disconnection from ourselves. That's how we define the word, not by the trigger, not by the trigger, not by what it actually is. Yeah. And what it actually is, is that we disconnected from ourselves. But you find in in literature and in music, you know, talking about blues. Oh, yeah. I'm just a lonely boy. Lonely
0: <laughs> There's so many cool. songs on
1: that. Then, oh, please help me, please help me, please help me, right? Uh-huh. Or I used to read uh, uh, Zane Grey novels, you know, Western novels. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the guy is, you know, he's very competent. He knows how to rope horses and, you know, ride and shoot and... To build lo- cabins and stuff like that. Like he's a real man. Right. Uh-huh. And then, but there's, you know, and so he's like totally confident, but there's still something missing. Yeah. And Loses his
0: wife, his dog, his truck. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And, it's, with all, and he has all that. And there's still something missing. <laughs> and then he finds, the, he finds the girl. Uh-huh. And then in the end, of course, they never talk about how the next 60 years are going to go when he finds it. <laughs> yeah. After that, it's and they lived happily after.
0: Ever yeah. After. How right. many marriages
1: you know <laughs> where people are living happily ever after? <laughs> it's a oh, hell of a stats lot of are work.
0: Scary. <laughs> it's
1: a hell of a lot of work and it's a lot of challenge, right? Yeah. So, and, how do we
0: feel that? How do we feel that emptiness? How do we well, uh, reconnect with ourselves? Okay. Well,
1: the, the, the truth is, You, you are already fulfilled Mm -hmm. within you is unconditional love. In fact, the life that is your life, that life, that energy is solar energy. So you're a solar energy gadget, Mm -hmm. but not an AI, not an artificial, (laughs) a natural intelligence, solar energy gadget. And that energy, you know, hits green leaves and it's absorbed. And it's stored in bonds between atoms that come become our food, we eat the Mm -hmm. food, we break it down in our cells, it's completely taken down. When you break the bonds that solar energy is released. Now we call it life energy. Mm -hmm. Oh, Okay, right? Solar energy is life energy. And that energy weighs nothing runs everything. Literally runs everything. It's omnipresent in you. It's omnipotent in you, and it's omniscient in you. That's nice. a definition of God, by the way, mm-hmm. from in certain in certain religions, right? Yeah. And then what? You, so what you do, since that's already there, then what you need to do is you need to bring your awareness that is always being every day being, ex, you know, attracted outward to change. Mm-hmm. to assess and respond. You need to take time create a safe place where you don't have to be distracted where you don't you, where you don't have to assess anything for survival value. And mm-hmm. in that in that safe space, you do whatever you can to bring the focus of your awareness back home, out of the mm-hmm. world, out of your head, and all of the thoughts and and, and emotions mm-hmm. attached to them. Yeah. And into your body, but in your body, not into the meat, Mm -hmm. but into the energy. Ah. And when you, when you do that, and it takes time, you know, because we, we go out every day and that's automatic for survival that's built into us, but going back, it has to be deliberate because there's nothing inside you going, Hey, look at me, look at me. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's no, there's no driver to pull you back because you don't have to make that assessment because there's nothing dangerous in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And so, so that has to be deliberate. And what starts it loneliness, mm-hmm. longing, heartache, right? When your heart yeah. aches, you have an uncomfortable feeling. We don't like it. So we find lots of distractions or we blame it on people or we de- ignore or deny it. Try to explain it away, it, you know, go in our head about it. What I say is no, when your heart aches, sit with it. Mm. You know, but sit with yeah. it gently, quietly. Accept it. Acknowledge it. Feel it. Don't judge yeah. it. Just be with it. Because that's the beginning of your journey home to yourself. Mm. That is the beginning. That is the starting point. What we try to do is we try to skate around it. We want to feel really good and feel whole and feel peace and feel love and all of that. Mm -hmm. But we don't want to start where we are. We want to somehow skate around it.
0: It's too hard.
1: And it doesn't work. (laughs) And it doesn't work. Yeah. So, so what I say to people is this, this ache that we're calling loneliness that we're right now reframing. This ache. Is the greatest gift you've been given other than being alive? Mm. Wow, why the hell would you say a thing like that?
0: No, (laughs) I love
1: that. Because we don't like it. And and why is it why is it the greatest gift? Well, number one, if you've noticed, it takes you out of your head, Mm -hmm. grounds you, and makes you simple. That's a good thing. Yeah. Right? The second thing it's your driving force. That is your driving force. So for all the things you talk about, quit bleeping around and get stuff done, right? <laughs> That's driven. Mm-hmm. That's driven by the disconnection. And the mm-hmm. and the it is the most powerful human need is Adler. This is as the psychologist Adler said, mm-hmm. the innermost striving in every human being. Is a feel, a wanting to move from a felt minus to a felt plus, mm-hmm. a striving for perfection and a striving for God likeness. Mm. He wasn't religious. He wasn't religious, but yeah. <laughs> you know, so that, so that's striving. So that is your striving. That is your driving force. Everything you do out there, there's always the hope. Conscious, subconscious, or unconscious, that mm-hmm. when you accomplish what you what you're not bleeping around for, that when you reach that, then you will feel whole again. Yeah. And what happened is, I've talked to really rich people who've had done huge projects, twenty year projects. A guy who had a, a an, an airport named after him. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> and he got it all done, and he got it all built. And I and, and he wanted to talk to me because he had read my book on fats. And he said, Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk to you because I read between the lines. There was something, you know, that I want to know about. So, (laughs) well, that wasn't, that wasn't deliberate on my part. (laughs) So we got together and I said, let me tell you how it goes. When you finish your project, you get about three days where you go, yay, I did it. And then the next day you're depressed or. He said, well, I wouldn't call it depressed. I would call it let down. So, okay. That's the same thing. (laughs) Right. And then what you do is you say, okay, well, maybe I didn't think big enough. Maybe I should have Mm -hmm. built 10 airports or maybe you I thought in the, in the wrong direction. So then you set up another, you set up another goal. And when I make this, there is that hope that uh, you'll feel fulfilled. It doesn't work like I'll that. I'll be happy so, when. Syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and there are so yes. many ways that we do that, right? It's too much but there is no focus. There is no happy when.
0: Yeah. There's a happy because now. Because
1: happy, happy <laughs> is a state of being. Exactly. And it's already inside of you. And it's not mm-hmm. conditional on anything. It's yeah. unconditional happiness. It's unconditional empowering love. It's mm. all-encompassing. Never changing, eternal peace, are part of human nature. Yes. Right. So, so the idea then is you sit with the ache. So the second thing it's your driving force. The third thing is, it's your it's uh it's your starting point for the journey. Yeah. Don't sk- don't skate around the starting point. You know, if I want to go to New York, but I don't know that i where I am. It's really hard <laughs> yeah. to find New York, right? Or. <laughs> If I if I know where I am, but I don't know where I'm going, that's hard too. Yeah. So you need to know both the starting point and the end goal. So if if contentment is your end goal, your starting starting point is discontentment. Hmm. It's actually pretty it's logical, message, right? right? I,
0: I love the reframing about how it's yeah. you know it's a journey that you need to go on and yeah. not and an it's external your, one.
1: And it's yeah, and it's your personal journey. And you yeah. were given these gifts. And the idea, sometimes people say, well, sitting down by yourself to be by yourself and just indulge in yourself. Well, that's selfish. Well, no, it's not because you were given that gift. And if you don't enjoy it, it's a wasted gift because nobody else can enjoy that gift for you. Yeah. But we do expect other people to provide us with that gift. And that's where the, that's where the, the problem in relationships comes from. Imagine if you felt completely content and present and whole in all of your being. Mm-hmm. And it's there to feel. And then you met somebody who also felt like that. Imagine how much fun you could have. Imagine how yeah. few burdens you would put on the other pe- person <laughs> that they can't really fulfill. Yeah. And then you can dance uh, and you can play and you can do projects and you can do all absolutely. kinds of things. But you I can but,
0: attest to that <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can <laughs> yes
1: i am sure you can, and I think yes. we we all can um you know osa and then there's there is there's more uh when you start when you learn how to bring your awareness home, then you're gonna start taking it for granted that's how we are, and then mm-hmm. you're gonna drift again, and then when yeah. you drift, that ache will come back to remind you that you need to come home.
0: So it's a so message that you need to start coming home. And then when it happens again, it's yeah. a message that you need to return home. You kind Right.
1: Of, and so, yeah. so when somebody is lonely, you know, that's not about meeting somebody on the nope. outside.
0: Mm-mm.
1: That's, that's, um, that's your heart. That was the fifth one. That's your heart calling your focus of awareness to come back home inside to its source in life.
0: Oh, I love it! And, uh, and that- like I said, I
1: have ten ten pages of other words <laughs> for exactly that same thing.
0: Yeah, isn't right? that funny? That's
1: the, oh. in a way you you could say this is the epitome of the human condition. Mm-hmm. And w- unlike trees that never their awareness never goes out out into the world, their focus never goes out into the world, so they're just hanging out. They're like Buddhas, right? They're just <laughs> hanging out. Hanging out, enjoying the sunshine, yeah. not thinking about anything, right? And yeah. animals, which will go out, but they'll come back. Mm-hmm. We go out and then we get into our head,
0: yeah. And or just stay of out. Back
1: to our heart, <laughs> we end up in our head, and yeah. then we have all these ideas, including what do you do with loneliness? So we we put a whole framework around, and that's called the religious framework. Yeah, right? we we don't know. Oh who we wow, are. yeah. We're asking the question, but then instead of feeling what the masters felt, because they knew what they were talking about, because they actually did, they all did some kind of a practice where mm-hmm. they were by themselves and hung out present to the gift of life, right? Yeah, then, <clears throat> then what we did, what the religions did with those teachings is they turned them into head trips. Yeah. And the head trip will not fulfill your heart. You fill your head, but it won't fulfill your, <laughs> fulfill your heart. And so and that and so oh, then yeah. you you have the head trip on religion but you still feel lonely. Yeah. Because you haven't actually addressed your own disconnection from your own magnificent awesome mm. unbelievably beautiful nature.
0: Ugh. I love it. And that's actually, it's the epitome of what this podcast is about. It's about getting yeah. out of your own way and essentially, you know, turning right. more internal versus external focus on things. Oh, this right. has been awesome. Yeah. We could spend I, so much more time on this too. I know, oh, but absolutely. unfortunately yep. Yep. <laughs> we're getting towards the end, but I know people are going to want to learn more about you. So yeah. can you share a little bit about your products and or services and help people yeah,
1: they, hold of the, the, the physical stuff I do in health with oils and, and digestion, uh, udoschoice.com, udoschoice.com. That's the website for that. And then all the other stuff I do is Udoerasmus.com. We've only just started really building it. It's a work in progress. Oh, cool. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I came, I came to wanting to, ex- you know, not 9 11 was the day I said, I need to be more public about this. I was doing the practice. Yeah. I've been doing it for 50 years. But it was always just for me because it was my issue and my war baby stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, f- I felt it really useful to find my peace. But I didn't think it was f- f- to, to be used publicly. So I never talked about it until 9-11. Well, I'm glad
0: you're sharing it now. <laughs> yeah, 9-11,
1: the, my take home was discontent people will always spread discontent. Yes. If those of us who are content, and I claim to be one of those people, if we don't spread contentment faster than they spread discontent, guess where we're headed? And you you can see it happening, right? So this is topical from that perspective. uh, And it was like 9-11. By that time, I was, uh, what, that was 20 years or 21 years ago. So that
0: that was was the message. I mean, I'm saying individually for you, not like the world. That was the message for you that you need to get that that was your, you know, like yeah. loneliness is a message that we need to go within. That was for you that you need to, to spread your message.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Well, it's a, it makes sense. I mean, it's a good message. I just never yeah. thought of it as anything that a gift other than a gift given for my enjoyment. But nine <laughs> eleven made it clear. No, 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 no. We need to I, share I this you need, more. To, you need to actually be public with this.
0: Yeah. Awesome. You know, this well, well, I'll make sure that gets me. in the show notes in in yeah. uh, the episode description. Okay, Okay. your final piece of advice for our listeners.
1: Uh, What you're looking for, what you're really deep down, deep, 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 deep down looking for is already within you. Mm -hmm. The only place where you can really find it is by bringing the focus of your awareness deep down inside to where it is. To where what you're looking for is already waiting for you to rediscover it and reconnect.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Oh, Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom.
1: Thank you, Christina.
0: If you'd like to learn more about Udo, visit one of his websites, udoerasmiths.com or udoschoice.com. Christina delivers her speeches to diverse global industries on a variety of topics. You can learn more about booking her for your event at ChristinaEens.com.